Let's see what the Lord says right here. Uh, verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall I we eat, or what shall we drink, or what wall shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for the for tomorrow shall take thought of the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you are already in the tomorrow. You are already in our future. You know everything, Lord, and help us to trust you. Lord, as we go into these uh, series on the family, Lord, I pray, Father, help us to and remind ourselves that we are part of your family, the family of God. And help us with that, Lord. Remind us often of that. Lord, I pray for someone here this morning that never received Jesus Christ as personal Savior, or even online, Lord. May today, Lord, we call upon you for salvation. Lord, we're not talking about religion here. We're talking about a relationship with you. Amen. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So we continue the message on, on the family. The month of February is for the family. But today, we're going to take a different twist on this one. We're going to talk about the singles in the family. You say, what in the world? You're going to think about talk about singles? So the single people in the sound room are going to say, that's for me. Well, no, that's not just for you. All right? So the singles in the family. Now, first of all, I want you to understand here this morning that everybody that is saved here is part of a family, Amen. God's family. But you come from a family too, all right? Everybody comes from a family. Everybody here have a last name. Is anybody here that don't have a last name? <laughs> oh, you have a last name. Oh, stop it. Everybody <laughs> has a last name because everybody belongs to some family, came from some family. So, but this morning, we're going to talk about Singles in a family. So what is the function of single people in a family? Oh, I'm not that important. I'm not that relevant. Nobody even knows I exist sometimes. You know, yeah, I'm I get looked down at because, no, I think everybody's relevant and important within the family. Right? So let me put it this way. This morning I want to talk a subject of singles in the family. What about those who are single and live within the family structure? What, uh, what if they function, what is their function within the family? So not everyone gets married. Get this? But everyone is single at one point in, in their life. I'm married today. I might be single tomorrow. I mean, folks, the reality of life is this. Even those who are married, at one time in life, they will be single. Unless they're married and die at the same time. You get this? Somebody's going to be a widow at one, at one time. Otherwise, they die together. You know, it's kind of a rare thing, but, uh, but it happens. So, so not everyone gets married, but everyone is single at one point in their life. And so you say, Pastor, this is about singles today. I don't want to hear or oh, open your ears because you're going to need to hear, okay? All right? So like, sometimes you like, like the single people say, when you teach about marriage, then uh, I don't have to hear because I'm not married. All you need to learn. What about being single? Well, you need to learn because you might become single tomorrow. So I'm going to hear too, okay? So, so marriage is a lifelong commitment, but it's not a permanent a status of life 
Why won't time have even married people get to be single? So unless you and your spouse, like I said, die precisely at the same time, one of you will be single in, the, in this lifetime again. So life is uncertain, isn't it? None of us knows what the future holds, and any one of us could find ourselves single in a moment. That's not to make us gloomy here today. I'm not trying to scare you or make you fearful, but that's life's reality. I'm very practical, okay, guys, or ladies, and uh, I'm very practical. Life is, we have to look at life in a practical way. You know, today you're good, tomorrow you're crying. Today everything is wonderful, tomorrow you're hurting. You know, today you're married, tomorrow you're single. You know, today you're single, tomorrow you're married. I mean, you know, that's the way life is. So that's not to make let's not make let's not make a gloomy and fearful message this morning. Some people would say, why include a message on singles in a series of the Christian home and family? Because the homes are made of I have a single one at home. <laughs> He's single, you know. So my answer is just some singles need to understand what is their purpose within a family structure. All right? So Singles often feel left out by the church and wonder what God has in store for them. Some singles feel called to be single and have no desire for companionship. That is true. I know quite a few of them. Actually, I know, like I said, many people like that. But on the other hand, some of them long to be married and have family. Now, according to the Bible, singleness have a special place in the home as well in the body of Christ. And special and special opportunities in the body of Christ, and that's what what we want to. I want to talk to you about this morning. So, the, if you're single here this morning, we have, when we talk about single people, we have a tendency to think, well, like they, you know, they're young. There's many single people here, and they're older. Okay, just <laughs> we are. It's amazing how our, our mindset works. Single, oh, they got to be around their teenage years, 20, 19. I'm looking right here, and I see quite a few single people at older age, right? <coughs> so I'm going to talk to you this morning as well. So as a single person, what is your, what, what is your place in within the family, your physical family? What is your place in God's family? What can you do being a single person, even in God's house? So... Like I said, singles is it's uh, it spends in a in a in a range of from teenagers all the way to elderly. So when we talk about singles, we are talking about a, a wide variety of situations. I'm talking about I'm talking to teens who obviously obviously are single and perhaps beginning to think about dating. I'm talking about college age young adults who are more often than not are either already dating or don't want date at all. I'm talking about to singles of all ages who never married, or I'm talking about to singles or people who are widows who uh, find themselves singles right now. So it's a whole variety of single people. There is no type of single person. I mean, there is all types of single people in the church. But the thing is, what can I do as a single person? Well, Paul was a single person, and Paul gave us many in, uh, ins and outs about being single. The one thing that I know about Paul, he became a great missionary. He loved the Lord. So I firmly believe that single that singles are one of God's great gifts to the church. If you're a single person here today, young or old, don't you think that you are Less important because the more important people is the married people. I never said that here. I will never say that. 
Everybody is important. Everybody uh, can do great things for God, young and old, married or single. All right? So single people, have, they can do great, do great things in the church. As a single person, you have a wonderful opportunity to minister and serve and make a valuable contribution to God's kingdom while you are single. This is the true whether you feel called to be single or whether you only be single for a season. Some people are single for a season, and other people are comfortable being single. They don't want to get married. They don't want anything. They're fine where they are. I know quite a few folks like that, quite a few people. Did they date before? Yes. And they said, I don't like it. I want to be single, and they're still single to this day. Actually, I know one. He is a pastor, and he is single. All right? So, so uh, the Bible says right here, seek, verse 33, seek, uh, uh, but seek the first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. So do not worry about tomorrow. What shall I eat? What shall I drink? Who shall I marry with? For non-believers run after these things, and you, a heavenly father, Knows better than we know. Let me put this for single people who desire to be married. Don't run ahead of God. Because a lot of times people think they're, when I get married, everything will be wonderful. And they get themselves worse than they were before they got married. I used to tell my kids, you better stay single than find yourself in a place you don't want to be. So... Father knows what you need, our Father, Heavenly Father, but seek first, the Bible says is this, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and God will add all your needs after that. You follow that? Lord, I want to be married. Wait on the Lord. If God wants you to get married, He will bring you the right person at the right time. You learn to be patient and wait on Him. What does it mean to seek uh, first God's kingdom and, and, and his righteousness as a single person in the body of Christ? I want to give you four guidelines from Scripture to help you understand this question. Once again, although I'm speaking specifically to the singles this morning, married people, I'm going to include myself in this, learn because one day you might find yourself in the same boat being a single person. All right? So let's learn from this thing. Number one. As a single person, what should you do? Serve Jesus wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Serve Jesus with everything you got. Don't worry about the other stuff. But you don't understand. I'm lonely. But you don't understand. I want to get married. But you don't understand. And you can put questions after questions. Take the questions to the Lord. Lord, I want to get married. He heard you. In the Lord, it's been two years. It's been three years. I don't, you know why? Because he doesn't have the right person for you yet. Don't run ahead of God. Because when you run ahead of God, we got ourselves in a lot of trouble. What did Saul did? Uh, not Saul. Esau did. Not Esau. Who's Abraham's nephew? Um, Lot. Thank you. What did Lot do? Lot ran ahead of God. Find himself in a place he didn't want it to be. Made a mess out of his family life. To a point that even his daughters laid with him. Talking about extremes. So serve the Lord where you are. Serve God with all your heart. And let those things, let God take care of it. Pray about it. Weigh on the Lord. 
Right? The problem is we don't want to wait because we're very impatient. Lord, I want here and now. Give it to me. I want it right now. Is that what we do when we go to the drive-thru? Where is those donuts? Give it to me. No, I was this morning buying donuts. <laughs> I'm thinking about the donuts. And she said, she said to me, uh, I drive right up. I got to the, to, the, to the wind, and she says, can you wait a minute? It was not one minute. <laughs> it was a lot more than a minute. I was patiently. It was a whole line of cars behind me. I think that she went and cooked the donuts, I'd be, you know. But it was fine. You know what? Wait patiently. You can, you can let, you can, when we wait, we can let, uh, allow frustration to, to kick in. And, and we become to talk and think and, in all kinds of ways. And all we can wait on the Lord and say, Lord, I'm here. You know my needs and my wants, but I'm waiting on you, Lord. So, one of the greatest advantages of being single is that the single person is free from the concern of marriage life. And therefore, they're able to give their undivided attention to the ministry and to serve the Lord. Think about it. If I'm single, I don't have to tell anybody where I'm going. I don't have to say, I'm going over there, I'm going over there, I'm going over there. Because when you're married, you have to tell those things. Otherwise, it's problems coming back. Right? If I, you go, I'm going somewhere and I'll let my wife know where I'm going, she'll go, where you been? What'd you do it? Because when, when you're married, you share your life with somebody else. When you're single, it's you and you. That's it. You and you alone. You go in, you go out whenever you feel like. You go to a restaurant if you feel like. You whatever you want to do. It's your. It's, it's all about you. But is a thing. You're free to serve God in a way that married people don't have. Think about. Oh, I want to go to church. Oh, the other one goes. I don't feel like. Serve God wholehearted. As much as I love to be married, I tell you what, there is responsibilities within the marriage that a married person have to do. So you don't misunderstand me here. As a Christian, our primary ministry is the Lord. Singles or married people, our primary ministry as Christian should be the Lord. The Lord should be our number one. Always above anything. If you're married, of course, it's your family right after. We understand that. Listen, if I don't, if I don't have my family right, then, then my ministry is pretty much gone. But as Christians, our primary ministry is the Lord. So it needs to be our number one focus. Our second ministry is if you're married, is your marriage. If you're single, it's you. You've got to take care of yourself. You know, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. So now, uh, thirdly, is the local church. We have to... We serve God in a local church, single or married. Everybody, let me put it this way. I don't, look, I don't look at you as a congregation and say, oh, you're married, it's more important than the single one. I don't do that. Everybody's important. And everybody can serve the Lord in many different ways. So our fourth ministry is uh, uh, everything else that comes along. So early in 1 Corinthians 7, Paul wrote about the gift of being single. Actually, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I mean, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7. I want you to look at this in, in the four second here, and we're moving along. Look what it says. For I would that all men were, even as I myself, he said, I include myself, he's a single man, but every man had his proper gift of God, one after this man and another after that. I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, widows, we have widows here, it is good for them 
if they abide even as I. Paul said right here, there's nothing wrong about being single. There's nothing wrong about being a widow or being a single widow. There's nothing wrong with that. But if the desire is in your heart, then you ask the Lord to provide you someone. Don't be a, let me put it this way, don't be a Sarah. You know what Sarah did? God made a promise and Sarah said, God, I'm going to help you. What a mess. God said, I don't need you to help. I'm telling you what I'm going to do. So some people have what, uh, what we sometimes call the gift of celibacy or the gift of singleness. Jesus spoke about this in Matthew 19. Jesus, Jesus had just been speaking about the lifelong natural, uh, uh, nature of marriage. The disciples who apparently had bought in some of the e uh, easy divorce teaching of their, uh, 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 of their day response, if this is the situation between a husband and a wife, it is very not to marry. Jesus replied, look what it says in Matthew 9.10. I want to read to you. This disciple said unto him, in, uh, if the case of, of the man be, uh, be so with his, wa with his wife, it, it is not good to, be, uh, good to marry. But I say unto them, all men cannot receive this gift, save them to whom it is given. See, listen, folks. There are people that they don't have the gift of marriage. They want to be single, and they're content right there where they are. I know quite a few folks like that. So why are we not uh, are to make the, uh, I'm sorry, so, so what are we to make with this gift of singleness? We can serve the Lord. We can live happy lives where we are. So some single people love their singleness. They have no desire not to share their life with somebody else. Some people have their gifts. I know a man, uh, his, his name is Tad Strickland, a friend of mine. He's been single all of his life. He's a pastor of a church. So others, you know, if you, have, if you say, Pastor, I don't want to be single. It's not in my heart. Well, you do. Serve God with all your heart. Ask the Lord to give, fulfill that desire in your heart. And is the thing. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. He said, but he's not giving it to me yet because the right person is not in the picture yet. When the children of Israel cried for deliverance, what did God do? A baby was born. It's not like, I heard you. Tomorrow Moses is coming. He's Moses. It didn't happen that way. A baby was born. And God gave the answer to them, but they had to wait patiently. Why God works that way, I don't know. But that's what God does. Listen, please. If you are not happy being single, that's probably a good indication that God uh, has not given you the gift of singleness. You just happen to be single at this moment or this season of life. But either way, whether singleness is a, a life calling or it just happened to be single at one time of your life, let the Lord deal with it because he is in control. He knows exactly where you are. He did not forget you. That means that God has called you to be single for a season. Some people are single for a season. But it doesn't mean I'm going in desperation. God does not love me. God loves you. There's no doubt that God doesn't love anyone. God loves everyone. Get this. 
This is not a season for complaining, nor a season to feel sorry for yourself. This is a season to serve the Lord as you are. Wait on Him. This is a season of unique opportunities to serve Jesus while you are single. What did Paul do? Paul served the Lord. He was single. And those unique opportunities can be best summed up at this way, free from other responsibilities. Take no, therefore no thought for tomorrow. Jesus said, don't worry. Don't feel anxious. Don't run ahead of me. Wait on me. Then the Bible says, wait on the Lord. Listen, folks, when it means wait, it means wait. It means stop. Right there. When you, when you, come, when you come to a stop sign in your car, with your car, what do you do? You, you go through the red light? You stop. Why you stop? Because it's the law. <laughs> you got to stop. You know, you know it, it's, it, when you come to a yield, what do you do? You yield. You don't keep on going, oh, let me accelerate. Let me beat that guy that's coming the other way. No, you yield. Slow down. Sometimes in life, you got to slow down. Sometimes you got to stop. You know, you know, the thing is, we don't want to stop it. We don't want to yield. We want to go full force. That's what happens to us. You know? You know, you know, you know, you ever been in the highway and you put your blinkers and try to go to the left and a person accelerates so you won't pass? Yeah. And you go like, what is that for? And if they, and they, and they, they cut, and they, they move you in front of your lane and they slow down? Yep. And you start singing the, the songs of Zion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you start singing the songs of Zion because <laughs> nobody is singing anything. <laughs> oh, goodness. So 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 30 says, But I would have you without carefulness, he that is unmarried, cared for the things that belong to the Lord, how ye, uh, I'm sorry, how we may please the Lord. So what you're saying right here, those who are single have a great opportunity to do great things for God. Because believe me or not, believe me, or keep that in mind, you are part of God's family. So you have more freedom to, things, more, to do more things for God that if you are married, you don't have those things. Because think about it. You're married. You have another person living to you. You might have kids. No, your responsibilities goes towards those things. So what you could do for God, and you're not doing it because of your God-given responsibilities. So don't think that singleness is that bad. It's not that bad like we make it to be sometimes. So Paul is saying that we, you should use the, this time of singleness in your life to serve Jesus in ways that you may not be able once you get married. Give me, let me give you this example. Listen to the testimony of once a young single man. When I was single, he said, I served as a youth pastor. The church could, couldn't really pay me, so I left the apartment where I was living and moved into the church. I slept in the Sunday school room, cooked in the church kitchen, ate at the fellowship hall, and showered in the janitor's closet. Those were great days of ministry, he said. But I couldn't do that now that I am married. I have responsibilities to my family, and I don't, want, I don't think my wife really wants to take a shower in a janitor's office, I mean, closet. <laughs> so the Bible does not say that being single is better than being married. It doesn't say that. Or that being married is better than being single. They are just two opposites, two stages of life, two seasons of life. But I'm what's saying here is that either stage you are, you can serve God with all your heart. You can. Let's go to number two. Commit yourself to moral purity. 
One, the, our second guideline is this. Commit yourself to uncompromising moral purity. We live in a very unmoral, sinful generation. I can share things with you right here that, that, that's going to make you cry. You think I'm not naive with what's going on in our world. I read, I watch, oh, well, I try not to watch, but I see what people do. It is, impurity is everywhere in our world. And there's no shame anymore. So, commit yourself to more purity. I'm talking about not to married people and to single people here. As you weigh on the Lord, Commit yourself to moral purity because others are doing. doesn't mean I'm going to do it. All right? It put it like this. So let's say I bring a whole tray of chocolate chip cookies here to the church. I have like white chocolate. I have, I mean, you name it, all kinds of different chocolates. And everybody's going like, you know, like vultures. <laughs> and you go and you say, but because the others are doing, you say, I cannot eat sugar. I'm, I'm not putting myself on this. But get what I'm saying here. Because others are eating, it doesn't mean you have to. You can restrain yourself. Moral purity in our world, because others are doing, doesn't mean it's the norm. Doesn't mean that I have to do it. Don't feel it. Single people, don't get into that peer pressure that you have to do because others are doing it. That's the problem of our world. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 says, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that, should, uh, that you should abstain from fornications, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel or in sanctification and honor, not in the lost. Uh, like the Bible says right here, don't do what they're doing. Listen, young and old, if you are 80, if you are 60, if you're 50, if you're 20, if you are single, widow, or just single, be moral pure. Because you are the only Bible somebody would read. Follow that? When you go to work, a lot of that people never put their feet in church. That's the world we live in. And they are the only. They see Jesus. They got to see Jesus in you. All right? To them, Jesus is foreign to them. They need to see Jesus in you. In a world that is so bad that we live in, with more purity is gone. Let me tell you, folks. You watch TV. You see the commercial? You see the billboards in the highways? What about the, the stands in the, in the stores? You see that? And you have to learn how to stay moral because you can't control what other people do around you. But you can control yourself. Moral purity in the world that is going getting worse and worse. We sometimes think that that is just the problem of single single people is that the church doesn't care. The church look down at them. It's not true. But my heart goes to you. It says the Bible says in Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Can we live with moral purity? In this world, in this age today, yes, you can. Because the only person you can control is the person of who you are. When you look in the mirror in the morning, whatever you, time you look in the mirror, that's you right there. That's the only person you can control. So 
Be more, with moral purity. That means that God will provide what you need, provide what you seek, and, and he provides for you. But say, Lord, I commit myself to you that I'll be morally pure in this wicked world. That fits all of us. Number three, pursue God-honoring relationships. Folks, pursue God-honoring relationships. The best verse on dating that I know is found in the Bible is 2 Timothy 2.22. It says, flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that, that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. I don't know why Christian people go date non-Christian people. I don't like the pastor, yeah, that's an old message. We don't think that way anymore. That's sad. That's sad because those who are unsaved, they don't think like you do. Their lifestyle is not the same lifestyle that you have. Correct? Isn't God says what darkness got to do with light? If I turn these lights off, darkness come in. If I turn the lights back on, darkness goes away. There is no relationship with them. And sometimes we think, oh, you know, they're good people. I will change them. No, they change you. That's what happens. So pursue God honoring relationships. Is that okay? For a man, a single man, a single woman to date each other, yeah, they date to see their qualities and stuff, but what about what their beliefs are? Start there first. We have, have you ever wondered whether, you are, uh, whether or not you are in a good relationship? This verse gives you a, a four, four criteria, I mean, I'm sorry, that you, we need to evaluate this morning. Simply ask yourself, is this relationship helping me to grow in righteousness, faith, love, and peace? If so, then it is, God, it is a good relationship. If not, then it is a bad relationship. That is a pretty simple, straightforward. All right, you're a woman here this morning. Will this man will take me to the house of God? Will this man will help me in reading my Bible? Will this man will help me in my spiritual walk? If not, not a good relationship. If you're a man, is this woman is going to help be my help me that will help me grow in the Lord? You follow that? We think sometimes in the spit of one, in a delusion that comes to mind that, you know, we have to do this. And that, no, because sometimes we think we're going to get better. It's going to be much worse and painful. Folks, let me tell you this way. There's a lot of bad marriages out there. A lot of pain and suffering out there. But let me tell you, in the stage that you are as a single person, you can do great things for God. But first of all, righteousness. Is this relationship helping me, like I said, help me to grow in the things of the Lord? Faith. Is this relationship help me help you to grow in faith and your Christian walk? Thirdly, love. Is this relationship help you grow in love and for God and for people? And peace. Folks, who doesn't want peace? You want a peaceful home? Who wants to go to a battlefield? Think about it. You get out of work and you go into a battlefield. You don't want to go there. See, you're single. You go home, there's nobody to argue with. <laughs> you might have your dog or your... 
or any other source of animals. But what I'm trying to say to you is single people here, don't rush. Pray about it. Give it to the Lord. Lord, I need a husband. Lord, I need a wife. Just give it to the Lord and wait on him. The Bible says he will give you the desires of your heart. And we have not because we are, we ask not. And sometimes when we ask, we have already have a premeditated mind. We think it's the Lord, and no, it's us. So we need to ask the Lord and faithfully wait on him. Sometimes we, too, want to be married so bad, and God says, I don't want you to get married. We have to accept that. Better for you to stay where you are. We have to learn that way. Then Paul asked the Lord three times to take the thorn and what he had, whatever sickness he had, and God said no. What did Paul do? He didn't complain. He learned to live that way. So, peace. That's the desire of the heart of man, the living peace. So, singleness, young and old, I, can, I cannot tell you how much headaches and and grief, you will spare yourself. If you uh, follow this one, simply rule in your life. I will only date other people who are truly believers and you call on the Lord out of a pure heart. The number one criteria you should look in, in a dating relationship is this. Does this person love the Lord with all their heart? Yeah. Oh, Pastor, you can't find people like that. Then don't marry. <laughs> Stay single. It's easy for you to say because you're married. Well, I might find myself in the same boat tomorrow. I hope not, but it can happen. So singles, singleness or singles don't just pursue dating relationship. Recognize the wealth of relationship that God provides for you within the body of Christ. Single woman, you need lots of good Christian friends. Make friends with God's people. Follow that? It's good to have friends. Make friends with God's people. It is a good thing to have. Single men, you need lots of good Christian friends. Make friends with God's people. Because those who are not Christians, they're not going to lead you in the right way. You're not going to say to you, you unsaved friend, would you pray with me? You're going to look at you like, oh, oh, okay. You just follow that. But if you ask a Christian friend, would you pray with me, more than likely they're going to pray with you. You see the difference? See, we need those type of friends. Yeah. Listen, I have my co-workers at work that are, you know, good people, and I uh, 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 deal with it every day. But I have my Christian friends, those who support me, those who love me, those who pray for me. You know, we need those type of friends. And single people, folks, I mean, you know what? Your peer pressure is out there and, and living alone, and sometimes you need a word with you. You need to talk with somebody. You need to share something. So we need to find those type of friends. Yeah. It's very vital in your, in, in, uh, in your single life. So married couple and families, you need friends too. So you see the importance of the, let me Let's go to point number four. I don't want to keep you here all morning saying, enjoy yourself in the Lord. This is a good one. I'm single. Be content in the Lord. Oh, Lord, another day and I'm still single. Oh, Lord. No, rejoice in the Lord. Serve the Lord with enthusiasm. Let your peers see that, you, uh, that what you do is real. 
be contagious to the point that, that they will get curious enough to come with you to the house of God. Use your energy in the things of God, and He will give you the desires of your heart. You are a single uh, person in your home. It's okay. I got a single one at home. It's okay to be single. I was single one time too. I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> but I've, I've been single one time too, and then we can happen tomorrow anyway. So, you say, hey, Pastor, if, you, if I do that, what you're saying, I will miss up. Or I miss on many things in life. Actually, that's the opposite. Try to live for God. Let God direct your paths. And you will find more joy in your life. Oh, Pastor, it's easy for you to say that. No, I'm telling you this. If we put God first in our lives. And we contend in the Lord. God gave us so many things we can do. So much joy in our lives. Then people go, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with that lady? Why did they, they will be curious enough to see. Wow, look at the way they live. Because here's what happened many times. We're more concerned about the way other people live than we are about ourselves. We're more concerned about what people say about the way we live. Listen, be content in the Lord. My mother is Portuguese. My mother, all of her life, she had the museum all set up. We were not allowed to step a foot in there. We weren't allowed to sit in there. His mom, but what is it? Oh, somebody comes to the house. We were like, if people come to the house, they were sitting sit the same seats I sit, you know, the same table I, you know. It's like, why we worry so much about what other people are going to say? So my mother one time, you know, one of these days, you will depart from this life and somebody will flip this whole thing upside down. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy yourself in the Lord. Look, it says in verse uh, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek God first in your life, and he will give you all the things that you need, all the desires of your heart. But be, be, be willing to wait on him. Use the time of singleness in your life to grow in Christ, to find contentment in him, and to delight yourself in him. Enjoy your life as a single person. If it's for that, just a season of life, God will fulfill your heart with that, what you're really looking for. But if it's not what God wants, God will keep you that way. But be joyful where you are. You know, the problem is we, we want this, we want this, and we want this, and we forget to be content right here and right here and right here. You know, every day is a blessing. It's good to plan for tomorrow, but if we forget to, forget to enjoy today, we miss the point of living. I have a guy is called my brother-in-law. <laughs> you know, his goal is retirement. I said to him, I said, listen, why don't you live today? And when retirement comes about, you deal with it. I said, some people, retirement is the worst thing. They have pain everywhere, nursing homes and from doctor to doctor, said, enjoy it today. You are here today. Same thing, folks. I'm going to conclude with this. Is single people important? Yes. Do, uh, do, we have th th do they have an importance in a family? Yes, they do. Yes. yes, they do. They are called to honor their parents. Married people are to honor their parents, too. But we are also, you have a freedom to do great things for God. I love our, our younger, I mean, our younger single ones, they're working in the sound room. 
What a blessing is that? Praise the Lord. What about the older people? Some of you serve in, in, the, in the food pantry. There are all kinds of other things that you do. See, we can do great things for God when we single, and Paul expresses that. Listen, it, th- this is seasons of life. Today you're in this season, tomorrow in that season. No, that, there are seasons on which we just cry. There are seasons on which just pain. There are seasons of joy. There are all kinds of seasons in life. You know, we need to be content where we are and trust the Lord. God wants us to trust Him. Are you single here today? You know what God says to you? I love you. That's what God says to you. I love you. I care about you. You are important to me. I want you to understand that this church loves you, even though you are in this season of singleness. This church, I love you as a pastor. Because you are important. I don't put married people more important than single people. I never do that. I never will. Because everyone is important in the eyes of the Lord. Everyone can do great things for the Lord. Singles, God wants you to use you in a special way during this season of your life. Will you trust Him? Will you seek God's kingdom and His righteousness as you wait on Him? Will you... Let him drive as you sit in the passenger seat. Folks, we know God's word. We know God's promises. Let me put it this way. This goes to all of us, includes me. God gave a promise to Abraham. And several times in scriptures we see that promise come about. Sarah thought that she was going to help God. Ladies, don't be a Sarah. Guys, don't be a lot. Weigh on the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. So, but pastor, I want to be married today. It may not be God's will. Learn to wait on the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for our singles in our church. Pray for each one of them, Lord. Help us to wait on the Lord. That goes to married people as well. Father, we live in a world that's very impure, very evil, very wicked. But help us as your children to learn to wait on you, to seek you first above anything, and to live a righteous life in a world that desperately needs Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.